Welcome to Celebrating Act Two. Celebrating Act Two is the user manual for the second half of your life. Welcome back to another uh, episode of Celebrating Act Two with our uh, with me, Art Kirsch, and my partner John Coleman, and our philosopher laureate, Bill Jordan. Hi, Bill. Wow. Wow. Hi, guys. Bill, great title, Philosopher Laureate. Philosopher Laureate. Well, the, the wait, wait, excuse me. thing is, Bill. A national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, the interesting thing is that you do have a great philosophy, uh, a great perspective, and, of course, you've got, is it close to 20,000 people following you on Facebook? So you well, must know something. In a few months, hopefully I can get to 20 grand. Oh, yeah. people, people, yes, 20,000 people, yeah. <laughs> I'd like that, too. Hey, speaking of 20,000 people, I don't know how many of your, well, most of your 20,000 have to be baby boomers, because that's what it's all about, embrace the boom. And all our viewers are baby boomers or over 50. We uh, Celebrating Act 2 is the second half of your life, right? arguably around age 50. Um, in fact, uh, we'd hope it's age 50, so you live to be 100. Right. So, but almost common to everybody, uh, somewhere in their 60s, I'll say, I'll make up a, a, an age, uh, we find that uh, we thought we were going to be retired, we're semi-retired, we're not sure what we call it, but we need a little bit of extra income, or we just need to keep busy. Right. And uh, I know there are people that volunteer their time at hospitals or wherever because not that they're looking for a career, but they want they want that regular routine and they want to do something with their lives. On the other hand, we've met lots of people like you, like us, who are actively pursuing income. Uh, sure. Maybe it's not a full-time job, but it's a second career of sorts. Uh, I, Art, was it, uh, was it Brett McMillan that suggested that people... Uh, that something like 50% of uh, retirees will start a business? Yeah, Brett, uh, our, uh, our CPA fellow, we did uh, a, a series of interviews with. You're right, he did. And in fact, yeah. he, he specialized in helping people over 50 uh, do all the things they need to do to set up properly uh, uh, for that second career. Yeah, yeah. Now, Bill, you have started a second career. But it wasn't, uh, you didn't start it right away. You kind of uh, left radio, yeah. had some ideas. Tell me about that. Well, I left radio seven years ago after an almost 40-year radio career. And I'd done mornings for 32 and a half years. And I woke up one morning in October of 2012, and I looked at the, you know, the digital clock on the cable box, and it said 3.20. And for the first time in my career, I looked at it and went, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I loved what I was doing, but at the same time, you know, I, you're just getting tired. Doing morning radio, you are tired all the time. And to do that job, like I think you need to do it, it does need to consume your life because your life is content. You're always looking for something to talk about. So you've got to be on. Jerry Seinfeld says that. Not a, I'm not comparing myself to Jerry, although he also is a baby boomer. Everything he does, everything he encounters, he runs it through a filter of how can I use this? How can I use this? Yeah. So it just it just kind of wears on you. And so, you know, the time was right. Um, 
and left radio. I really thought, though, I was going to segue into a position as a consultant for uh, children's hospitals around the nation. There had been a big movement for radio stations doing broadcasts called Radiothons to raise money for them. And in my professional life, by far, it was the most significant thing that I was ever a part of. Uh, here in Raleigh, we had the largest per capita Radiothon in the world. We were immensely successful with raising money, thanks to our listeners, for Duke Children's Hospital, one of the premier children's hospitals in the world. And so I thought I would parlay that into helping other radio stations, helping other hospitals. Uh, and I had every ind indication that I was going to be hired to do that. And I kind of sat on my duff for two years waiting for the phone to ring, and it never rang. Oh, uh, I mistake. helped them out. Yeah. I helped them out. And, and part of that was probably ego going, hey, of course, they're going to call me. Who would be better to do this than than I am? Um, and they didn't call because the radio station started the, the radiothon started drifting away a little bit as more pressure came onto radio stations for ratings. And they were being gobbled up by some of the, the big companies. And they had you know, board of directors and, you know, stockholders, and they wanted to see profits and a radiothon can take a hit onto your ratings. So anyway, for one reason or another, uh, that didn't happen. And without making it sound like sour grapes, in hindsight, I'm glad that it didn't happen because I'm not really cut out for traveling, getting on a jet, flying to this, you know, you know probably work two radiothons, maybe three or four, three or four, probably a month. Uh, I get jet lag flying north-south. Just the way it is. So to think of changing time zones, it would just be, it, it would be exhausting. It truly would be. Um, so then I, I decided to, to follow voiceover because I thought, well, I'm in front of, a, been in front of a microphone for 40 years. I'm comfortable in front of a microphone. Um, I didn't really have a setup in my house for it. So I got behind the curve on that. I should, that should have, that should have been something that I was pursuing while I was still doing full-time radio work. I could have done that then. Now, since I left radio, in these seven years, there's been enormous leaps and bounds in technology, as there has been with pretty much every field, where I can do broadcast quality, live-directed broadcast quality voiceover work from my little studio upstairs to anywhere in the world that also has the same software that I have. It's it's crazy. That That was not a capability back seven years ago. But I should have developed that while I was still earning that regular income. That's when I should have gotten the right microphone, the right processing and software, right computer. And I waited until afterwards. So it's worked out. But in hindsight, that's how I would advise someone. If you think you're going to be doing something and probably you will be doing something, what do you think that's going to be? Try to pay for it while you've got a regular check coming in. Yeah, uh, it, I'm surprised that it, it you didn't start your voiceover career uh, as a side hustle while you were uh, fully employed at a radio station, because that's a common thing that people do in radio. It, it is. And well, let me let me say, I mean, I did have some things come my way for voiceover. I did some stuff, yeah. but I did not pursue it. You didn't make it a business. I didn't make it a business. It just, if somebody came along, hey, we need you to do a commercial, sure, and I'll do you this, and we'll pay you this, or whatever. Um, the other thing, and again, it gets back to ego. You know, Ryan Holiday's got this book out called Ego is the Enemy. I really thought once I decided I'd be, I really thought the, the voiceover would also follow me right after I left radio, when I was doing uh, the consulting. 
I had a great microphone, didn't really have it, didn't know what to do with it, didn't know how to set it up. But I told my wife, I will, you know, I'm not going to really go after this voiceover unless there's a demand for it. This shows how little I know. There's not going to be a demand for it unless you create the demand for it. Right. Yep. So um, that's where the marketing comes in. Anybody who's going to launch your own business, you may be the best mechanic plumber, whatever you want to be in your afterlife after your main job. But if people don't know about it. Yeah. yeah so, you, um, so Bill, you, besides your personal contacts and uh, getting references, have you used things like LinkedIn? What are the marketing tools yeah. you found most useful? I've used LinkedIn. Uh, the best, the best tool, uh, quite honestly, for me in voiceover has been relationships. Building relationships. The same, Somebody, the same like all of us for almost everything. Absolutely. That is the number one thing is relationship and referral. And somebody knows somebody who needs a job or, uh, I mean, here's a case in point. Uh, we talked off air about PNC Arena here in Raleigh. And I'm the PA, I'm the recorded PA announcer. I'm not there for every event, but I'm on the overhead speakers announcing you know, lost and found or shuttle surfaces, services or whatever that might be. So I'm on a, a lot of that stuff to even where if I go to a, a concert there or a game, I'll be standing under the speaker. It's me talking. I don't even recognize myself. So but that came from that job came from being recommended by a, a lady who had done sales with our radio station, who had a friend who worked at PNC Arena and they were looking for someone to do that job. I was recommended if I recall correctly, I probably recorded some stuff for him as an as an audition, and I got the job, and I've been doing that for you know the last several years. So that's just a slight example, right? right. So um, it, it is relationship. That's that's the key to the business. Bill, every business is a people business. It yep. doesn't matter what the business is. It doesn't matter if it's a product uh, manufacturing. It's a people business. And people might change. Maybe you don't have. Maybe you're not retailing to the consumer maybe you're selling wholesale to a customer but whoever it is that's the people business side of it i have uh, yeah and we're, and we're all in sales too right I, yes I, I have a last question for you uh, that maybe uh would be useful for uh, other people who have uh retired or think about doing a second job uh what have you had reluctance of speaking to people that you knew and knew well for maybe 10 or 15 years and uh if you will asking them for work was that ever a problem uh, that, for you that's been it, it's not really a problem for me uh, the thing that's difficult as far as accepting uh, is there's a thing called applause and then there's a thing called actually getting the job uh, i've had numerous occasions where i've been told by somebody that uh, and i'm not going to name venues or whatever but it's like oh yeah we want you to do our commercials and then you never hear from or you sound great, we're going to use you, and you never hear from them. So you can't count on that kind of stuff. Uh, but I don't have a problem asking someone, hey, you know, in your company, if you guys have e-learning or corporate narration stuff, can you point me in the right direction as to who I could send uh, my, uh, you know, my, my voiceover website? Can I send them my link or my demos to them? I don't really have a problem doing that. I just need to follow up and do that more often. Yeah. Well, as you said, marketing is part of the, every business. Marketing sure. and sales, yeah. Uh, B- good, Bill, thanks for sharing your story. Good advice since 
uh, so many of us after age 60 or whenever we think we're retiring really will need that side hustle. We'll, we'll need a, some kind of a business just to su supplement our income or maybe just to keep us busy. Right. Uh, you know, keep us busy, but I think there's also a psychology among some um, that's really, it's like, finally, okay, so now you're where you are and maybe it's time you just quit answering to bosses and you want to do your own thing and sure. see what your own ideas yeah. can come up with. That's That's part of it too. I think it's, and that's not necessarily ego. It's like, I want to see what I can do if I'm driving it. That's yeah. to, to, to work your own ideas without answering to anybody but yourself. Well, Bill, and you, th this is, uh, well, unless you had something else, John, I was going to say, this has been just another great session, but um, a lot of people can't get enough of Bill Jordan. Huh. Okay. And if they can't get enough of Bill Jordan, where can they get not only enough of him, but maybe even more than they even want? Maybe even too much. And maybe uh, maybe even a mug. And well, we'll get to the mug. But I'm on Facebook <laughs> at Bill Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N, and look for the profile picture that is this Embrace the Boom mug. And you can go to my website at BillJordanEmbraceTheBoom.com, and that's all run together. And there will be a link there to my 15 video practices, which is really a philosophical thing and life lessons because I'm still trying to learn how to live my life. And you might just click around and find a, you know, a nugget or two that might benefit you. I've had a lot of uh, great response about those. And then if you would like to order a, a mug or two, they do make handy gifts. And there's a myriad of uses to them in addition to beverages. People put, you know, Art, I think you said you put paintbrushes in it. And it holds a perfect amount of paint. It holds a perfect amount of paint for Art to paint a door. So there's all kinds of uses for that. But free shipping with orders of three mugs or more. And it's just... Again, it's a it's a device that I use when I drink my coffee first thing in the morning. It puts me in that it anchors my day in a mindset of embracing where I am as a baby boomer, uh, in spite of society telling me that I may be over. I'm not over. I've still got dreams to dream and goals to set and reach and a, and a vital life to live. That's how I look at but it. But you know what is over, and I salute you, is this <laughs> segment of uh, our Philosopher Laureate, Bill Jordan, on Celebrating Act Two. And we, on our YouTube channel, shameless plug, uh, youtube.com slash Celebrating Act Two, we're building a, a binge-worthy playlist of our Jordan interviews. So there you uh, go. within about a week, there'll be uh, 10 or so up there, and they can supplement uh, their visiting you daily on Facebook and your YouTube channel as well. So again, I appreciate that. And may I do my may I do my personal close? Uh, yes, please. Until John, next John, time. John, really? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> forget, live your life, forget your age, and embrace the boom. Great. Thank you very much, Bill. John, good to see you again. And until um, uh, the next time, uh, thank you for joining us. For more on Celebrating Act Two, visit our webpage, follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and tell your friends. Celebrating Act Two is the user manual for the second half of your life.